0: so many people struggling right now with higher interest rates have you noticed any of them actually having to foreclose on their properties oh yes
1: actually many i have many clients recently specifically they after last few hikes they've got so much into you know uh, troubling trouble in making those payments and all that they ended up either you know giving their keys back to the banks or to the lenders or they're you know selling it so desperately that they need they are selling it even low price right so yeah it actually you know kills the people's ability to make the payments and to even you know enjoy that place i always say that when you're buying a place right you should buy it to live in it to enjoy that place most of the people nowadays with, you know, the rates being so high, they're buying the place, but they're not, uh, you know, able to pay the mortgage payments. Either they are doing overtimes, right, or they're doing multiple jobs. And what happens, they come back to home, they sleep, they go back to work again, mm-hmm. right? Same routine every day. And what happens, they could own the place, but they are not basically living in it the way they should be.
0: They're basically what it sounds like. They people right now are having to work to live exactly instead of. Uh, working and and living, you know? Uh, So that's crazy. I've noticed the same thing. You know, a lot of people are are very stressed with their mortgages, their mortgage payments being so high that they've actually had to downsize. Oh, yes. So a lot of, uh, you know, clients of mine have actually decided that they don't need all that space. They need to downsize so that their mortgage payments aren't as high. Um, On the other end as well, I've noticed a lot of investors at the point that they're not looking at properties anymore because the higher interest rates have pushed their payments so high that they're not even turning a profit or even breaking even uh, with the amount of rent that their uh, tenants are paying. So, yeah, that's taken a lot of buyers out of the market.
1: And that also, uh, same thing there, like, People are moving out of province or moving out of Lower Mainland just because they uh, they cannot afford the place in in Lower Mainland, right? Same place they are buying here for a million and a half, they could buy for half a million in Prince George and Prince Rupert or you know, Canal or those small towns. Mm-hmm. They don't want to move, but eventually they have to move because they are not able to make those you know routine payments. because of the high interest rates.
0: So you you deal with the clients that move out of province and do you also service them in these other provinces? Yes, Yes, we can. So you you probably have way more knowledge than I do because once they cross that border, I no longer can provide services for them. So I was always curious uh, when people go over there is there a big drop in their income or is it pretty much the exact same? It
1: it all depends on what trade you serve in or what sort of, you know, income or what sort of employment you have or what sort of, uh, what set of qualification you have to work, right? So uh, I'll give you an example, right? I have a client who's a a trucker by trade, right? He runs long haul uh, routes. And what he does is he's, coming back home after like five or six days, right? He's gonna stay in that house where he lives for two days, max in a week, right? And he lives, uh, he he got a place in in Surrey for 1.5 million, right? Now, the same person, if he moves out of province to, for example, you know, maybe Alberta, right? He could buy a similar place for half the price, right now he's only staying there for two days he could if we are talking about a trucker or a transportation driver whatever he could drive it from anywhere in in Canada right he doesn't need to be in Surrey to to own the same livelihood he could be in in Alberta earning the same income or similar income but he could like afford the place very easily he'll be easily paying off the mortgage payments he will have less burden on him financially right that will give him ease in his life
0: Yeah, no, I'm seeing the exact same thing. I have a client that one of them was a trucker, the other one was in IT, and it offered them the flexibility to work remotely, or at least not have to be tied down to a location when it came to having to uh, commute to work. So I'm seeing a lot of that, Uh, a lot of uh, people who are moving to Canada, coming to Vancouver as an area where, oh, it's beautiful here, but prices are just, not sustainable, Uh, so they're moving to Alberta and looking at other options where they have a better quality of life, essentially. And uh, I mean, obviously there's different pros and cons to different cities. Uh, What I'm seeing for people who want to stay in the Lower Mainland, stay in BC, they're either uh, relocating east to areas like Abbotsford and Chilliwack, or they're going to the Okanagan. To places like Kelowna or yeah. Penticton, uh, Vernon, places like that. Absolutely. So you know people are moving from uh, they're relocating to Alberta, or um, if they want to st- if they want to stay in the province, they end up moving to areas like Chilliwack, Abbotsford, and a great place where they can fit in between Vancouver and the Fraser Valley is Langley because it's a shorter commute, right? They don't have to go all the way to Abbotsford or Chilliwack if they're driving to Vancouver um, and it still has the best of both worlds you have the country living also with the city aspect in areas like Willoughby
1: so no, I, I love Langley I love Langley like uh, you know and it also as, as you mentioned that commute wise right people who are working in Vancouver or in Burnaby or in Richmond side right uh, and they want to go further out east to you know, basically afford a place easily. If they're moving from Surrey out, the best places to go is is Langley.
0: Yeah, Surrey, even though it's closer to Vancouver, I find a lot of times to get through Surrey, it takes you longer uh, than it takes you to get downtown. Absolutely. Because of the amount of traffic sometimes in Surrey uh, can be a little bit uh very congested so uh whereas in Langley you have direct access to the highway yeah. in some neighborhoods so you straight get on there and you go all the way down to Vancouver um, I'm,
1: I'm hoping wow. I'm, I'm hoping to see the SkyTrain going to to Langley soon so that uh, you know people would get a place with less amount of price and easily commutable to the places like downtown
0: Oh, yeah. I can only imagine what will happen when that happens. Oh, yes. So it's interesting to see that even though interest rates continue to go up, the market, in fact, is actually reacting the opposite way that the government is expecting it to. Right? Interest rates right now are going up and buyers uh, purchasing power is coming down. But uh, for some reason, prices are still going up. And I think, I don't know if you've experienced this, but that's because a lot of people who wanted to sell are deciding to hold off because they don't want to get a new rate which is higher uh, in their next home. So they're holding off as long as they possibly can uh, before they have to renew their rate. And that's holding listings down from hitting the market and creating bidding wars that otherwise shouldn't be happening.
1: Well, that's that's actually uh, very true, and Daniel, I'll also add on one more thing. There are you know people in the market who who buy a house to live, and for some people it's a commodity, right? They buy to invest or they buy to speculate the market. They buy to get the return as an investors, right? Now, this interest rate hikes it affects those two categories in a different way. When we speak about end consumer who's buying to live in that place to raise their family, they are buying it if the rates are low. It's, it's happy mode for them. Everybody's happy. They're having lower payments, lower interest rates. Now, when it comes to the people who are investors, they, it, the rate hikes are actually not affecting them much. The reason being, I'll, I'll give you an example of a client. I have a client who's a big time investor, right? All he does is look for the best time with the best price to buy. Now when the rates are higher, what he's looking at is to invest more money into real estate because the prices of the, of the properties are low, right? This, when the rates will drop or you know, get stabilized, the, rate, the market will go up anyway right? Then it's a return for him. But on the other side, if I'm talking to a person who's a who's a end consumer buying it to live, they are not considering to buy at this time because the rates are high, the payments are high, they, they need to work more to make those payments in place, right? So everybody, uh, this market affects or the rate of interest affects everybody differently.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point for sure. I never thought that investors right now would be potentially buying most of their properties when uh, the rates are high because the investors, I guess it depends on the investor, right? Exactly. Because the investors that I've spoken with, there are some that have chosen to not buy because the rent that they're actually generating is not enough. Exactly. Um, On the small end, right, small investors, mom and pop investors, what have you, one to three properties. Some of them are offloading their properties because uh, the rent is so much slower than their mortgage. So they're actually having to pay out of their pocket, which is. In in other words, not necessarily a successful investment.
1: So there are different type of investors, right? There are investors who are investing to look at the return on investment based on the appreciation of the property. So they're buying, thinking, or speculating to sell it in near future to take the return on the appreciation amount. Now, there are other kind of investors who are buying in a long-term investments but they are not keen about return on investment based on the appreciation. What they look is, because they are long-term investors, they look at the cash flow from that property on a monthly basis. Now, to get a cash flow in a property in a, in, in a place like Surrey or you know Abbotsford or Vancouver, it's very hard because the monthly payments are too high because of the prices of the properties. Now, same client, they go to Alberta, buy a place in Edmonton, he could easily rent for the higher amount than the monthly payment because the prices are low. Now, difference about these two investors, one is short-term and they are more aggressive. They have more capacity or more appetite to take the risk. On the other side, long-term investors, they have the money. They know that they could invest in real estate, but they don't want to take the risk on a small-term basis. So uh, uh, different kind of investors.
0: So what I'm seeing a lot of right now is, like I mentioned, interest rates are higher and that should be enough to slow down the market. But reality, it's actually, making the market a little bit crazier than expected because people are holding off from selling they don't want to go into a newer higher rate and also uh, people who are buying are in a rush right now to make sure that they buy before their expiration date on their pre-approval so that is the perfect cocktail right now to create bidding wars in a marketplace that should not have bidding wars. You know, in a place where we we're talking, uh, interest rates have pushed payments to double what they should be, uh, in an in a, in a environment where buyers are, should be losing purchasing power, um, in an environment where, you know, everything's becoming more expensive, gas, groceries, and rent, uh, bidding wars should not be happening, prices should not be going up, but because it's limiting the amount of listings, which is ultimately what drives prices up, then we're having this scenario where we're dealing with bidding wars and and now full cycle, it'll probably create more panic and interest rates to go up again.
1: So as, as you mentioned about the pre-approval, as you bring up the point of pre-approval, two months back or a month and a half back, banks were easy on the rates because Bank of Canada hold rates twice, right? They held the rate for two times. Now what happened at that time, the banks were offering much lower interest rate than today, right? They were at peak before and then they dropped and now they're back up for the fixed rates, right? So I'll give you an example. A Couple of my teammates, they actually got good rate close to about 4.2, 4.25% for fixed mortgages, right? From some A lenders. Now, we knew that there will be another hike coming up soon and the bank of like, you know, the rates would go up again. So we did, we do some rate holds for a few of our clients. We actually did a couple dozen rate holds at that time for whole team members, right? And what happened? Now, they have the rate held close to 4.5%. Now, the bank, banks are offering close to 6%, right? This, a percent and a half, would actually give them ease on the monthly payments and ability to buy places at the higher prices because they, are, they were approved or they were pre-approved at the lower interest rate. Now, they have the affordability of uh, higher purchase price, Even though it's good for four months, 120 days, but they still have that time to buy in in a month or two. So that gives them the ease to buy at the higher prices. And what's the
0: difference right now, would you say, between that rate for a home, the average home value in in Surrey Langley, 1.4 million. Like, what is the difference for a percent and a half for the approval? Okay, I need to think about it. Give me a, give me a, or you say, you say. Oh, like okay. for example, like
1: Okay. So just on his continue. So just just for a million and a half or one point four per chase, the qualification, it's it's a like let's say they were qualifying at four point two or four point three percent or four and a half percent. Now they're qualifying at six percent. Just the percent and a half is actually killing ability of hundred, two hundred fifty thousand on mortgage. Hmm. Right, So the person who's bu- who was buying at 1.5 needed to pay 300,000 to get the mortgage at 1.2. Now they're only able to get the mortgage of a million or 1.1 max, right? Just by this, a person and a half hike, not hike on the Bank of Canada's rate, but the lender's rate. Uh, yeah, killing about 100 to 150,000 in mortgage.